here. We're finally here. If Dead Rising taught me anything, it's that the mall is the best place for supplies. And the most dangerous. Be on your guard. Get ready for a fight. Oh. I thought it might be like... A bit harder to survive, right? Yeah, with like Nazi bikers. Oh my god! Look to your right. Nazi bike? Oh, oh, it's a stack of non-perishable foods. Uh, oh wait, no, look, a gun store. It's pristine and, oh God, what's that? God. A helicopter, a full tank of gas. Hello boys, ready to go to the safe house. We've got a good thing going here. Oh my God. Gilbert, I guess that's good, or at least neutral. I played that bird in Aladdin. Oh yeah, I'm a zombie. That they would never come back. That they couldn't even come back. Welcome to another episode of the new and improved podcast from the Black Lagoon. Where we metaphorically slice and dice our way through horror films of old and new. I'm Brian, the uh, the incompetent survivor whose value... Oh, look at it. I, you know what? I'm not even that. I can't even say my own bit. I messed it up. Halfway through the sentence, I, I am just the incompetent survivor. There's no, there's no punchline to it. That's it. You son of a bitch. I know there is a whole other part to it that I thought might be funny based on the movie, but I couldn't even get through it. I'm a few words into our well, show and I'm a failure. I, um, in in a, a rebuttal, I am the, <laughs> I am the man who is inches from taking his own life, but then has uh, a subtle. A uh, sudden turn of events to where he changes his mind and goes on an ass whooping spree. Huh? I so was, I was, I was gonna say I am the incompetent survivor who doesn't. And you just, I was like, you son of a bitch! You took my fucking bit. Uh, we did a zombie film here. We've done a lot of them. It's March of the Dead, so it's kind of zombie month for us. And thankfully, Nick has curated a list of so far good zombie movies. And that's nice because, as everybody knows, there has been a influx of zombie films, especially mm. back in the, in the kind of early, yeah. early 2000s, There's, where it got pretty saturated. I guess you could say there was a swarm of them. Sure, a, a horde, never, I might say. Yes, yes. <laughs> One may say that they were being drowned in these bodies. <laughs> Of movies, <laughs> kind of tangential. Okay, and it—they—they're not. Sometimes it feels like they recycle plot tropes. points and tropes, and every every genre I think has a tension point where it goes on so long, where it it is hard to be creative, and it's been nice to see these earlier zombie films because. I am shocked at how I thought maybe the genre evolved into these great ideas. They were all there from the beginning, and they were all being done from the beginning, which is really cool. Night of the Living Dead and now Dawn of the Dead. This is like it. it all of these wonderful ideas were already here and being explored, and it makes the rest of the zombie films. Um, I think it's too easy to fall in like new movies bad, old movies good. That's totally yeah. incorrect. Totally incorrect. 
but it, it's there have been a lot of flops and these old movies I am shocked at how good they are and it's really yeah. fun to watch well, the original zombie films we'll definitely like get into our overall feelings and the guts of the film but I just wanted to say uh, March of the Dead is a it will it's going to be a yearly occurrence with us March is now the year of the zombie and with that being said we will no longer cover a zombie film unless it's in March oh wow so <laughs> to to kind of stave off from zombie exhaustion because I, I feel like fair. I feel like it's very fair to say that you know we zombie we've been it's a real thing <laughs> we've been over swarmed with them and we just can't we can't take it anymore people yeah. um, so many fucking games and uh, so many pop culture icons of old old uh, old generations to new and I just I have to put my foot down Brian <laughs> for for the sake of both of our sanities I have to put yeah. our feet down together tied together um, and say enough is enough Right. And it's going to be a yearly thing. So I, I'm entirely with it. With that being I, said, I felt that it was totally uh, justifiable and a good way to start our first March of the Dead year by covering these classic films. Oh, yeah. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, ghosts and ghouls, I give you... Dawn of the Dead, 1978. Even in death, capitalism will always linger on the rotting brain. That's why Jimmy Bob is now here to tell you about oh, his brand new security system for businesses. That's I'm right. Back. If you have a business that needs protecting, you can use your very own Jimmy Bob firewall. Hmm. All right. He's back, and and put in a in a deep and, and and cutting new kind of kind of film criticism context. I like it. Mm -hmm. So the movement from Night of the Living Dead to this one, it's pretty fair, equally theatrical, and your your inaccurate synopsis very theatrical. I think I like it. It yeah. might not inform yeah. them what the movie was about, but it was about it, it did happen, and it was fun. It was a little bit about capitalism, which is kind it of right. It was about capitalism. It, we, I, we could call it a theme. I think we can call it a theme. Yeah. It's fair. I don't know how... I don't know that it was a nuanced movie, but it was a fun, wonderful, artsy... What was the artsy th little... What was the theme of Night of the Living Dead? That's much harder to say, and the film felt like such a little... Doc, like a documentary, gritty film, that I think there's a lot of room for analysis of it in a way that where you won't get caught up on some Nazi people, biker gangs. <laughs> some people say it was a so a commentary on racism. Some that does seem like that does seem like it's right there on the surface to grab. I, I saw an interview with a guy who who starred in it and he said it never occurred to me that I was hired because I was black. That never seemed to be what mm -hmm. anyone was thinking. It was purely because he was good. And yeah. That's an interesting thing to think about, but I don't know anything about the production I'm of the film. I'm pretty sure he was a college professor, too. That's astonishing. Is, yeah. And when you watch the movie, especially looking back on it, it does feel like 
that is a theme of it because especially at the end it's just everything feels so unfair and pushed against him and it's kind of really moving to watch it through that lens like it adds so much to it i liked it um but yeah this one is very different and i guess we'll break that down in 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 the guts of the film yes indeed indeed so why don't we get to it like a horde of ravenous (laughs) flesh-eating uh ghouls let's get to the guts of the film when there's no more room in hell the dead will walk the earth I um, thought I watched this movie. I did too. Before. I did not. <laughs> I have never, ever seen this. Apparently, you haven't either. We both really thought that we did, and we didn't. And it was a wonderful, wonderful thing. I had no clue how this would follow up with Night of the Living Dead. So, I okay, so I... It wasn't completely a blind... Uh, a, b- a blind viewing of this movie because I've seen YouTubers sure. uh, talk about this movie. It's it's a well talked about film. Um, and it's very hard to avoid because I I enjoy watching people who cover horror and predominantly horror type things. You know, this is one of those films that gets talked about. So I didn't necessarily get all of it spoiled. I have to say that I I, I did I enjoyed myself mm-hmm. from there were there were scenes in this movie that I had no idea about and there were certain scenes that I've seen before I'm not gonna lie right. about it I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bullshit you I'm gonna be very truthful with the audience because that's what they deserve. <laughs> Um, you know, there would be protests they would take to the streets otherwise if they if somebody if they leaked your YouTube history. Good God, we would be we would be dead tomorrow morning. I mean, if they leaked my oh, my yeah. cookies, you, the FBI would be knocking at your door tomorrow. <laughs> uh, a conversation for another time. <laughs> so I I I thought at the beginning I mentioned briefly that I really had this idea that zombie movies evolved. Mm. We started with the bare bones and we got to a really nuanced place where like the walking dead premiered the idea that survivors would fight survivors. That is so not true. Like everybody from the beginning of this genre was totally capable of having this, these great ideas about if there was this, this zombie outbreak, institutions would break down. They wouldn't communicate with the people. The people wouldn't be the priority. Safety would not be the priority. Rich would look out for on their own people involved at higher echelons of government and social life would look out for their own everybody else would be left to die and it was a free-for-all that is from the beginning they had all that down we do see elements of like survivors fighting each other being at each other's throats because of circumstance all of it was there and that makes me look at kind of newer holy grails of zombie films a bit differently because so much of it isn't like the distilled version of what the zombie genre can be we already got those. Night of the Living Dead is masterful. That movie was wonderful. And this was like almost like an early Shaun of the Dead. Like it was funny. It was dark and it was humorous and everything in it was so great. And it even had a little bit of a message so film critics could have an excuse mm-hmm. to watch it and love it. Like right. all of it felt so perfect. And and it, it was ambitious. It was long. It was a very long movie with a huge budget, obviously, with, with what we see go down in it. I was 
really enthralled by it the whole time. And I think you'll see that if you watch our reaction on our Black Lagoon Reacts channel. It was, it was a fun movie that refused to fall into the individual survivor tropes that probably didn't really exist back then. But it was about a lot more than a guy boards up a house and tries to live. Yeah. It's really cool. So there are three versions mm-hmm. of this movie. There is the theatrical cut, which is an hour and 30 minutes. Then there is the, what George Romero says is the definitive edition, which is like the the one that we watched, which you have to watch it, obviously, because it's, you know, George Romero says, you'll watch, this is the movie you need to watch, then you fucking watch it. You listen. (laughs) You listen to George Romero, goddammit, (laughs) or you're getting put in timeout. No, but, so... That version's two uh, over two hours long. And then there's the Dario Argento Italian cut, uh, which is a complete tonal shift from what I have read. It is more fast-paced and action-oriented than what we got. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that has been like cut out. And it's just, it's all just in front of your face, over the top action. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, I could see cutting things here and there can completely change the way the film is viewed. Yeah. 100%. And honestly, I have no problem with this movie being the length that it is. I think that it was perfect. It had its it had its moments where you you get these personal moments with the survivors mm-hmm. trying to you know survive uh, and live their life in a mall, all while being uh, surrounded by uh, gluttony and um, greed. I would yeah, say, and yeah. two really interesting antagonists. For a zombie movie where, you know, Night of the Living Dead was scavenging for anything. You fought for every inch of everything you got. In this movie, you were overwhelmed with luck and coincidence and everything you could ever need. Military-grade weapons, helicopters with a full tank of gas, right? Food everywhere. Electricity, no problem. Water, no problem. (laughs) Safety. Dumb zombies. And slowly, the intensity ratchets up and it becomes too much. And the things that they're subsisting on they don't even want anymore it's such a great smart idea for the zombie film to to give them everything instead of nothing and have them still kind of want to reject it and Um, you were talking earlier about the cuts of the movie i um it's very rare for me to watch a movie and even think about if it should be cut or not when i do i feel like i am recognizing a really meta problem and that it's something that could have used work, in my opinion. I did think that the the biker gang sequence could have been cut a lot, and it would have been more intense, and it would have felt less tedious. I think they blew so much of their budget on that really fascinating sequence that they felt like they had to put it in. Actually, but less is more. <laughs> actually, now that you put it, I think I would cut the scene where, oh, you know, I gotta, I gotta check my blood pressure. Yeah. Twice, more than once during the mm-hmm. gunfight, it's like, what are you doing? I gotta check my he blood walked, pressure. 
into a horde of zombies to do it and just accepted death. That was up there with the gas your station blood, scene in Night of the Living Dead. Your blood pressure is zero. Yeah, no, that was... I think that was the only thing that made it maybe worth it. <laughs> but, oh man. So uh, yeah, it's like the, there, there were moments in the film where I think I understand. I don't know what all the, how all the cuts differ from one another. We watched the one that Romero vouched for. And there are moments where the score is very goofy. There are moments where it is very playful. And then what makes all of that work is the balance. They balance that out with long establishing shots that are quiet and ominous Mm -hmm. of just the survivors sitting and thinking and talking and preparing. That made this gritty. It felt real and grounded. That's what I, that's what this movie lived on. If it was all that, it wouldn't be great. If it was all the goofy stuff, I don't think I could enjoy it. The balance was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was only in that last all-out yeah. war scene where it really felt yeah. tedious and very theatrical, which felt like it was kind of betraying itself a tiny bit. Um, and all that to say, I'm going to even bring this up because we critique movies here and talk about why we love them. This film was amazing. Like, I enjoyed it in a way that I don't normally enjoy these types of films. Yeah. I The idea of March of the Dead, I, there's a little bit of dread in my mind when we first did this because it's like I, I feel like I'm still fatigued from zombies years later after all of that craze. But these films really make it worthwhile. Like, yeah. I, I can sit and enjoy you... them and appreciate them. Do you feel revitalized a little bit? Just a little bit more revigorated? No. I, i love these ones i I like watching these ones and there are exciting um things that happen like like last of us had a kind of fresh take on it and Mm -hmm. like um um it comes at night like there are really fresh exciting takes on this genre but i cannot stand anything that comes even close to the same survivor stories or the same stories that think they're really being really deep and innovative but it's only the people who are the real threat i'm done with that we we've done that all the time i'm do i don't need it anymore we want let's explore new territory (laughs) yeah like nothing so few things come up against like 28 days later which to me is the distilled perfect zombie film i can't imagine anything ever ever coming close to it it's so good so and then in very close second are these two films that we just watched my i i already like prefaced some of my issues with the film during the viewing of the of uh, mm-hmm. Dawn of the Dead on our YouTube channel. You can check that out at Black Lagoon Network. And the soundtracks, there wasn't really necessarily a go-to theme that made you think, oh, Dawn of the Dead, as soon as you like heard the music hit your ears. There, there, there was a lot of unnecessary synth, synth scenes that just didn't need to be there. But so, so so some of my favorite parts were mostly like when they were turning on all the uh, the lights and the uh, the radio on, in the mall. Oh yeah! Like I thought that was very it was very silly, but it it brought me back to Dead Rising, which mm-hmm. also kind of had this silly um, mall music playing in the background with all these zombies. So it's it's got this. The silly, uh, childish layer underneath, or more more above the dark, uh, foreboding center that is Dawn of the Dead. 
and it's dark. Some of the scenes, you would be shocked at how dark they really are. Like unloading an automatic weapon into two children. Like, <laughs> but it never feels that dark because it does have that goofy surface. <laughs> and that was like really well done because it really did wrestle with pitch black depravity. But it never entirely felt like it. It was always a fun movie. Yeah. And that's very watchable. They, they knew they were making a movie for more than just horror fans. And I, I, it, it was very well done. I mean, you're right. The synth did get very goofy. You can do wonderful things with synth. You can. This was goofy. It wasn't very thematic. It didn't have like a recognizable theme. And it's not like any modern movies really have like recognizable themes anymore. But it, it, this definitely felt like it lacked cohesion. Like Which... it would go from ominous sounds of like the jungle and screeching animals in that shop, and then just like really goofy synth. And where it won, where it absolutely won, was in those satirical sequences like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Where we had this goofy music playing and the zombies were literally just being dumb and like bumping into stuff and into each other. Yeah. And it's like this is a film brimming with character. Brimming with it. You don't need this ominous, dark everything. Everything's so sad and horrible. It was brimming with so much character. Those scenes brought it out. And the soundtrack was totally justified in that case right but there were multiple moments where both of us were worn down and we kept being like okay it's the 70s and then at one point we're like no this is bad this one this song especially is not good and then you know we were brought we were ground into having this this opinion so um and yet so yet again we have a uh dumb damsel in distress yeah archetype again really disappointing Uh, which you know okay uh she's there but she has some she has her moments she has her moments where uh she has a moment and then she cooks for them for the rest of the movie what what was it The, the moment the moment that she had it was um it was a moment ladies and gentlemen it was a moment that she had and it is fleeting from my brain (laughs) Uh, um, there was one where she essentially talks to them and says, you guys oh, think we're yeah. doing so well. We're in a prison. And she yeah. sees it before they do. Yeah. And then she goes back to cooking for them and and being the object of, of one's admiration and then being She pregnant. was talking about how I'm not going to be your den mother. This isn't good. Like, I want to be a part of the crew. Like, I want to be a part of the boys, you know? Just Which because she wasn't able to do. <laughs> yep. Because, oh, Pretty, yeah. men. <laughs> men 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 know what they're doing uh men build men men hunt you build fire you cook so i feel like the revisionist like i feel like uh, fandom is a really dangerous thing because it makes you just like blindly bow down to everything anyone makes Mm -hmm. i feel like the revisionist take on this movie by super fans who are like bowing to romero's altar all the time would be it was a message about how women want more and they don't get it because men get in the way it was not this was the second movie where somebody actively made a character, a woman character, as dumb and burdensome as possible. Yeah. This time she had two moments, but it was an active thing where the writers sat down and literally made her, gone out of their way, to be as burdensome and in the way as possible. Which even apart from that being just kind of stupid, it was annoying. Like, that's where I'm coming. Like, it was kind of annoying as a viewer for it to happen all the time and not just being a damsel in distress i also think that she was put there to talk about abortion which um you know 
is it's a very sensitive subject to talk about. Uh, and you earn those things in movies, yeah, right? Like when when you want to bring up a topic like that, you have to earn it. And it this movie really mentioned feel, it once, dropped it. <laughs> it doesn't feel earned whatsoever. Like you, oh, she's pregnant. Well, she's sitting there with a stogie in her hand, smoking a cigarette, drinking alcohol. I'm, yeah. And I'm sure back in those days, it wasn't really prefaced that smoking could lead to deformities, drinking can lead to deformities. Yeah, it, it, the whole, I'm thinking about aborting it was just kind of out of nowhere. And the whole the whole scene with her throwing flares at a zombie mm-hmm. in a room full of non-perishable foods. Yeah. You almost burnt all of that because of your fucking stupidity. Right. And like they again, it is actively making her fool and it, it just felt it felt so annoying and just like what is your goal here this is just dumb like yeah. this movie can be so much more than this and it just like normally like you see that stuff in movie in older movies but it's so subtle it's just like all right this is just a dumb cultural thing and you're not you haven't gotten over it yet this film is just weird in how focused it is on this it's the second one they're so focused on this it's just kind of astounding to me mm-hmm. to watch so yeah she did have her moments probably to quiet people down who were watching it. But again, none of them were followed through on. And this isn't even coming from from any indignant anything here. This is literally just like, it was an annoying film mechanic, period. Even just from being like, people on a podcast who talk about films, I want the best for the movies. That isn't even an exciting way to make a movie. You know, there are other ways to introduce risk. And they did that mm-hmm. to great effect. Yeah. The zombies are just these docile, dumb things, and then they gang up on you, and you realize power. They are powerful. One dumb move, you're out, you know? And that that was just a part of this movie I couldn't fully get past. And that was like that night, too. And I'm, I am now excited to see this evolve as we go through the next few movies, because it's I, another thread that we get to watch. Move. I cannot wait to show you my favorite in the mm. series. I, which, I can't wait to see it. I which, don't even know which one it is, so that'll be fun. Which which is going to be uh, the next up and coming next oh, now week. Now I do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. So yeah, definitely stay tuned for that. I don't know. I felt I felt it like like Flyboy. You know, he he uh, knows how to fly the helicopter, and then as soon as he teaches um, mm-hmm. damsel in distress how to fly. Uh, you know he's gonna die because his that, his yeah. usefulness is out the window. That really worked for me too. <laughs> I, I like it was a moment where I knew what was happening, but it was like, oh, that's good, because I thought he was this worthless character the whole time. They make you actively hate him, and then he slowly starts getting better at stuff, but not entirely. But he's better. Like you can tell he's picking up his his burden after the other guy died, even though he isn't still perfect. Yeah. And and he teaches her how to fly. So now when we lose him it actually means something. Yeah. That's a novel concept to a lot of zombie <laughs> films that would follow. Like, when someone dies, you should be like, oh, no, not... Okay, thank God. The annoying one died first, you know? <laughs> so by the time he is slowly dead, it's like, oh, there he is. I like yeah. that. That was pretty cool. I think I think the whole... Way, the, the whole intro of how the movie starts is also really fucking awesome. It feels like, like a different movie, doesn't it? Does, it does. It great. does. It just does like a complete tonal shift from the beginning to like the middle. It's yeah. so just out of nowhere. Um, 
and you know seeing a, the the whole gang fight between the police and uh, these gangsters and racial slurs being thrown everywhere and uh it it did seem like they were just trying to show even before quote unquote before it really starts happening to zombies mm-hmm. people are still scumbags oh That's yeah what i pulled out of that and that might be a favorable way of looking at this movie that mm-hmm. just for some reason wanted to have like organized crime in the beginning but it did feel like the idea was we were bad before and we're still bad now you know yeah <laughs> yeah for sure yeah that whole explo- exploding of the head was just... So dark. Oof. So dark. An unarmed like dad in an apartment, and that maniac just blows his head off. Very, very dark. And that's yeah. the, like, the movie never feels like it doesn't sink in. And then you think back to what happened in it, and you're like, wow, this, was, this must have really horrified people when it came out. Very ahead of its time. I guess we can yeah. all say that we could relate to this movie now sure the 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 entire film Mm -hmm. especially with what's going on right now it it is it yeah it's hard to avoid like there there are i know okay you're talking about something else than i am it's hard to avoid the fact that there are themes that feel really weirdly prescient oh no i'm not just making a joke i'm like like (laughs) both yeah yeah, both yes and no yeah 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 oh oh god um, Some things I I am personally not warranted to really discuss in any depth, but it, yeah. it was really interesting to watch this film and be like, wow, this is going to get a second viewing, I think. If maybe it already has, and I think people are going to be like, this is maybe not dealing with this right, or it is dealing with it right. I'm kind of curious to see what that conversation would be like. I'm kind of curious to, to see what George Romero would yeah. say if he was still alive to this day. Right. Just get, get the Necronomicon and rise him from his grave. Oh, boy. So, uh, Mr. Romero, what do you think about the whole virus situation? Uh. <laughs> oh, wait, we brought him back from the dead, but now he's a dumb zombie. Oh, Who holds fuck. guns backwards? Ah, hey, it came full circle. <laughs> Look at you. You're a trope now, Mr. Romero. There we go. <laughs> okay, so... Um, I guess I guess that's that, that's it for the guts. I think it might be. I think, Is there anything think, that I'm missing here? I think I we've think. had our fill. I think so too. All right, yes. let, let's move on to the eulogy. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. May God be with this young man's soul. May Rod Lane rest in peace. Father Death, 1978. What a amazing film. Such a slap in the face it's like looking in a mirror <laughs> just cryptic and worrisome nick <laughs> yeah so we're gonna put this movie to rest Uh-oh. <laughs> we're gonna just uh just shoot it in the head I'm gonna shoot it in the head yep we, yeah there's no debate there we shoot it in the head and what are we putting it to rest with? Shooting it with? I say that that Moog synthesizer. Look, it can be great. Brian Eno, right? Harold Budd, right? John Carpenter. <laughs> Step away from the thing. If you don't know how to use it, man, it can be a nightmare. So I, I say we take that thing out with him. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say a fact stack of cash. Yeah. Because what's the point? 
of having money in the zombie apocalypse. Always I a mean, fun little thing for a yeah. zombie movie. Um, and uh, those two little kids. Who looked like they had the time of their life. I, yep. I know there are some people who were like, this movie is from hell. And it's like, no, they gave those kids the time of their life. They got to run and jump all over that guy and then flail on the couch. They went home smiling. <laughs> you know, they were not. There was a lot of were, kids in that movie that just had a were. fucking smile on their face. Yep. They're, They're like, like, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Alright, well there's that. I, I, I We are yeah. now ready for, for... Are you getting Are you getting voices over there? Oh my god, I am, Brian. You sound like the voices beyond the grave. No, this never happens. Well, sometimes, sometimes death is better. Whoops, that's wrong. That's my <laughs> inaccurate synopsis. Ah. Let me pull it up. Okay. So this one is from Kerbis007. This was posted on the 1st of July in 2005. Uh, gave it a three stars and titled it, This reminds me of the time that milk came out of my nose while laughing at how bad this movie was. Interesting. <laughs> I picked it because it kind of reminded me of like not even like 20 seconds before we started oh my recording <laughs> you made me right. spew water everywhere yes. and, uh, so, and probably inhale it and yeah <laughs> yeah so wow where shall i begin firstly i would like to lead this off by saying that i do own this movie even though i rate it as a three out of ten i still own this movie Okay. The only reason I did happen to go buy this movie is because it makes me laugh so hard. It makes <laughs> me hurt my spleen. Despite the fact that a lot of people have been saying this movie is a masterpiece because of all the social commentaries and other artistic things like that, this movie was just plain bad. Just because you make a pale blue shaded Harry uh, Crin uh, Crenshaw... <laughs> or however you spell it, try to eat someone, it doesn't make the movie a masterpiece. So I, I get where his anger is coming from. I do think there is, fandom is a real thing. And I'm surprised we haven't talked about it that much in our show's lifetime. There are people who just on the basis of liking that they like something mm -hmm. will make decisions about how godly something is. And, yeah. and movies are not perfect. And if you let fandom and just like the idea of like, your personality meshes with something conflate that thing with like supernatural powers or supernatural goodness you, you get into some issues where people are like just blindly love everything and refuse to accept any criticism of it and that's a dangerous thing to do so i get where he's coming from but i definitely don't think this movie is loved for its cultural commentary I don't think so. I think it's a stretch to say that it has that much. And the the type that it does have, I doubt is even that deep or nuanced or, or poignant. You know, like I, it's a nice touch, but I do not think this is some art house film that's being hailed for its commentary. I, I think that people like this movie for the, um, uh, what, what's it called? What's the, what's the word called? Uh, the, the area of a place the uh oh like the the what you mean like 
location yeah the location the oh the exciting yeah the, the exciting idea of the, the mall yeah okay so i think i think a lot of people talk about oh where would you go if you yeah. if a zombie apocalypse were to happen that's and it's like fun. oh i i take over a mall just like in mm-hmm. dawn of the dead and you know secure every single door and make sure everything is all right and you know all well, I'll, I'll stash all this food away and that, uh that does yeah. seem to be the fun of it right it, it's this idea of like here's what it would look like if you did this thing and it's a fun good zombie movie with like mm-hmm. interesting plot dynamics and like it doesn't have to be like i don't know i get where he's coming from it can be really disillusioning if all of your friends are really caught up in this like fandom machine about how flawless a movie is yeah and you go watch it for all this depth and it's like i did not see it i didn't see it and i don't think it's a matter of me missing it you know that can be disillusioning so i think that might be where he's coming from so as always i kind of get i think i kind of get it i do get it i kind of feel that way in a tiny bit but yeah i don't think you can be distracted from how good so much of this movie was if you're looking at it on the right scale I, right i think you're getting some voices too Brian. i might be oh it's hold on god this guy will not leave me alone roger ebert here's what he says here Get is an here. abridged version of his review he writes long wonderful reviews that are very fun and very good this is again all sliced up so on of the dead plot twist is one of the best horror films ever made ebert and as an inescapable result, one of the most horrifying. It is gruesome, sickening, disgusting, violent, brutal, and appalling. It is also, and excuse me for a second while I find my other list, brilliantly crafted, funny, droll, and savagely merciless in a satiric view of the American consumer society. He got it. Nobody ever said that art had to be in good taste. Love that line wonderful way of saying yeah you can watch it and it's goofy but who said art has to be in good taste perfect if you have seen night then you will recall it as a terrifying horror film punctuated by such shocking imagery as zombies tearing human flesh from limbs dawn includes many more scenes like that more graphic more shocking and in color i am being rather blunt about this because there are many people who will not want to see this film you know who you are why are you still reading this (laughs) the depravity is in the healthy survivors and their true immorality comes as two bands of human survivors fight each other for the shopping center. Now look who's fighting over the bones. But the dawn, oh, but dawn is even more complicated than that because the survivors have courage too and a certain nobility at times and a sense of humor and loneliness and dread and are not altogether unlike ourselves. And he ends with a wonderful, aha, (laughs) four out of four stars. He loved it. He loved this goofy consumer society movie. That's surprising. Uh, yeah, it is. He, uh, he I, I totally get it. He looked past, he, this is coming from, again, the guys who really didn't understand slasher films. This version of a really violent serial murder, death after death after death film, he does get, it has that little bit, that little angle you can go on about, oh, consumer society. He, this, this does satisfy that part of his movie critic. You know, Now he can appreciate the artistry of a horror film. So there's a lot there, right? I mean, this is a movie that succeeded in being a movie that you and I like, Mm -hmm. that people in the upper echelons of horror criticism can like, and that the general public can like if they can stomach the brutality. And that is like the perfect place for a horror movie to become like a cult classic. I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. Go Ebert.
<laughs> now it's uh it's time it's time brian what for the what final cut the, the final bite what <laughs> the final claw the final I'm pie 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 there was pie in this movie we did miss that <laughs> the final and... blood test it didn't mean that. The final check my blood pressure in a horde. <laughs> the final cut. Alright, tell me your rating on this movie. Alright, so I think that I gave Night of the Living Dead a 7.5. I'm not sure. sure. I neither. think I think so. Uh, I'm going to have to say that with the way... Uh, this movie went about it was a lot more um, loose in in its setting it mm. was much more open than Night of the Living Dead Night of the Living Dead took place in one house yeah. um, and didn't really move that much whereas this is taking place in a entire mall uh, and there, there's a lot of goofy goofy scenes there's a lot of intense scenes i'm gonna have to give this movie an 8.5 out of 10 slashes nice. because it's Very just cool i i love i love the fact that you know it takes place in a mall it's so so freaking awesome um and yeah definitely power definitely comes in the numbers mm-hmm. uh when it comes to zombies so they may be dumb and shambling but one wrong move and you're fucked and yeah. It just goes to show, uh, but at the at the same time, the original ending was supposed to end on a very dark note. It was supposed I to talk about that. Yeah, okay. it was supposed to all go out dead. Um, I might prefer it. I might prefer it. Yeah, you might prefer that. But I kind of like that. I kind of like that happier ending of Ken Forey and and uh, the blonde. Um, that is escaping. unfortunately that's not even nick being cold that is how she was written which is yeah. unfair it sucks yeah. i hate that okay <laughs> anyway <laughs> so um i don't remember what i gave night of the living dead i probably gave it an 8.5 or an 8 i don't know i'm just guessing uh operating on that theory that i gave it an 8 or an 8.5 this film was wonderful it was goofy it wasn't scared to be goofy it wasn't scared <laughs> to be really ominous and dark <laughs> and serious gosh it's like a smoker goofy. It was wonderful. Wow. <laughs> yeah. After throwing back a few. You know. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, there it is. Whew. All right. Um, so in, in my, this is the bane of my existence, this section, you know that. It's hard yep. for me to come up with You're uh, welcome. a metric. So I the, the first one I gave the rating it did because of how I gave Psycho a rating. It was a technical marvel. It was essentially perfect in every single way. And the subjective bit is what detracted points for mm-hmm. that movie. Wonderful, amazing. I loved it. This film, I can almost say all of that about it. I do yeah. not think it was perfect. I do not think it was a marvel. I am blown away by the creativity. I am blown away by the field day that these people had with one of the most fun ideas in zombie lore. This movie is fun and it's really dark and it tries to hide that fact from you until you're done watching and you realize, whoa, all of that really happened in this movie? Mm-hmm. wonderful i loved it it's great it's not my it doesn't to me contest with night but it's really good and it's really close and i think i give it a 7.75 out of 10 okay okay 
Yeah, it's just, again, just imagine how much they had to fucking clean up. Oh, my God. And you had to give, the, you had the audacity, the yeah. audacity, the gall to give them a 7.75. I give the cleanup crew a solid 10 out of 10. I am so sorry <laughs> that you got probably minimum wage to do more work than than the people who wrote this film. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, yeah. Um, that was our overall thoughts yeah. on George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Um, and, and you'd think by the time we did this many episodes, we'd have like our exit down. But we don't. And we, we no. don't know how to end these episodes. We never but do. you know what's always true? We appreciate you if you are watching this, listening to it. Anything, if you're, look, whether you're opening up your wallets, putting down your, your credit card, and typing that into Patreon or not, we appreciate you. Thank you. Or but you should do that thing or, that I just said. Or donate But either on way, we appreciate. Yeah, if you're, you know, opening up your, your password manager to check out what your PayPal stuff is, and you're, like, uh, opening up Anchor, and we appreciate... If you, if you don't, we still appreciate you, but if you're doing that thing... You are the object of our utmost love and admiration. And we'll kiss you. your feet. We will. Do, I mean, yeah, both of us. I'll, both feet. Oh. No foot will go unkissed. No um, foot. So if you guys want to watch us watch <laughs> the movies that we cover on here, you can go to Black Lagoon Network. Yes. We're on YouTube. Uh, and yeah, it's a fun blast uh, making these reaction videos. Um so definitely stay tuned for our next iteration of March of the Dead Marathon, yes. where we will be covering Day of the Dead, the third installment in the Dead Trilogy. Or, well, I guess I guess Land of the Dead was the fourth installment in the, uh, the saga, which I don't know if we're going to talk about this year. I don't even know if we're even going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So well, thank you for showing uh, yeah. up. This yep. has been a blast. We love you. We hope the best for you. And we and will we see hope you. to see you in the next episode. Mm -hmm. Let's say it together, Nick. We hope mm -hmm. to see you. We hope to see in you the, in, in the, the next, next episode. In the next episode. I can't it's hard do... to do together. It's one, tough. two, three. We hope to see we you in the next, you in the next <laughs> episode. It felt like I was doing it on time, but I think that the Wi Fi is gonna it's, it's okay. Thank you. Goodbye. All right, bye. <laughs>